everybody and welcome back to Vocabulary. This is the podcast all about man's greatest invention, this alcoholic beverage. Each week, myself and Adam are going to go into some really, really, really good fun, interesting alcohol news of the week, followed by a new history to go with a new cocktail. Yes, yes, yes. And then we shall try that cocktail and give it a rating and also look what you've been rating it outside. Let's get ready, ready, let's get ready, ready, let's get ready to rumble. Standard. And today we have the Spice 75, which we, I call it, no. Yeah. It's just Spice 75, I was like, am I wrong? Which we are calling the Spice 43. Because we don't use champagne. When we were planning for the podcast, <laughs> we said, oh, God, it's called Spice 75 and it uses champagne. champagne. Oh, too too high market. Right, we'll do 43. <laughs> don't even know where I plucked that number from the sky, but 43 does seem right. It did seem right. Did it feel right? felt right in the soul. A little bit more than half, which is where I think it should be. Yeah. Because we're special. I love that you immediately looked at your... Like, is he right? Is that more than <laughs> half? You immediately looked at your laptop in your Libra office to uh, double check my maths. I mean, looking at that is not going to give me maths answers, is it? No, but I could see the accusations in your eyes. The accusations. So, how have you been since the last podcast? Uh, I have been bizarrely like a balloon. <laughs> like a balloon. <laughs> And oh, are, we, are we just experiencing bloated times? Bloated times. I don't understand what's going on, but for the past three days, I have resembled a pregnant lady. Um, have who you just needs to considered fart? that maybe I've suddenly grown a child? Yeah, just like really within quick. three days. <laughs> have you seen Twilight? No, have you I not? watched. I went to the cinema to watch <laughs> one of the first highlights for Olivia's birthday. Uh-huh. I didn't want to go because I knew I wouldn't like it. Because I'm not. I don't watch films, me. Do I? I'm terrible. No, you don't. It's really strange. It's just too much of my time taken up watching a film. I love a film. I recently watched one about Jimmy Savile. There's a film about Jimmy Savile. Well, it was a documentary film. Documentaries. I like a good documentary. Yeah, Louis Theroux was like, was he the man I knew? No, he was a paedophile. I, mm, I love a, I love a documentary. Mm. Films, I just don't get into it. Um, I walked out of the cinema. Olivia went... Um, you walked out? Well, I didn't, I didn't walk out like on my <gasps> own in protest. absolute drama of this. I, okay. Olivia were like, um, do you want to come to the toilet with me? So she didn't have to go on her own. And right. then we got to touch. Well, I'm not enjoying this. And it was her birthday. She was like... She was like, you can go back in if you want. I was like, no, I didn't want to come to oh, fair in the first place. So we sat in the toilet and everyone else got really mad at us that we didn't come in. But we were oh, like, well. well, why are you getting mad? You still sat and watched the film. Why did you need us to sit next to you? Yeah, exactly. You don't talk in a film, do you? Of course not. So we left, sat in the toilet until the, the film was finished because it was. it's just not, that stuff is not on my street at all. No. I need a comedy. Are you just like a fan of a comedy and that's pretty much it? Yeah, rom-com. I love a horror I'm obsessed with the horror. Actually, I went to see the first paranormal activity at the cinema. And yeah, I- the same time, the same day I did, didn't you? Oh, did we? Do you not remember? Oh, that's some that's spooky. It was you came to like the show it after after we'd been. Oh, did I? Yeah, but then like I was on a first like a first date with somebody, and it was Nick. Was it Nick? Did you go with Nicky B and Paul? No, Nicky B. No, I don't. I mean, Did it was just not? Nicholas. I'm sure you went with Nicky B, because as you would do in Bristol, you go to McDonald's after you've been to I think cinema. I might have been with Lindsay. Nah. Was it be- First one. Oh, yeah, 2007. 
Okay. Yeah, because I saw you afterwards because I was on a on my first date and you had to drag Nicky B or Paula, whoever we were with, away, away from me. You were like, leave them alone. Oh, yeah. Yes, I re- yes, it was. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, you're right at the McDonald's. Yeah, I remember that. That was completely in the depths of my memory. Um, but anyway, someone walked out from that as well. This is fucking shit. And then stood up like, well, did, bye, her. That first paranormal activity did take, it all happened at the end. Yeah, it did. It was, it was a lot of suspense. It was quite good, though, because the I suspense was throughout. It was. I loved it. I did. I do quite like the paranormal activities. But uh, yeah, as I said, I, I was think having... I only got up to number three, though. I didn't get past that one. It got shit. It went yeah, downhill it got fast. Yeah, weird then. From yeah. But we, uh, I had a first date in that cinema as well. I went to watch Atonement. Who went? <laughs> no, you did not. Did you not know about this? No. Oh, famously kissed by the park. Oh. I know, it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Lorna, please don't be disgusted. I think I might leave. <laughs> this, was, this was like 12 years ago. How do I not know any? Dear listeners, there is a scene in a library in Atonement. Is there? Have you seen Atonement? I'll give you one guess. No. That's correct. <laughs> Kira Knightley gets absolutely rammed against a bookcase uh, in a sexual manner. And How old were you when you went to see this film? Like 15, 16. Was it a... It was a 12, but it's, it should oh. not be a 12. Okay. Um, How long did this relationship go on for? Well, I think the reason you probably didn't know is because it happened in secret. Oh my God, because you were ashamed. She lived, lived <laughs> <laughs> so I'd sneak out in the dead of night. I was ashamed. <laughs> So I used to sneak out in the dead of night and we'd go walking around and kiss under lampposts. Vomit. It's foul, it's foul, isn't it? I'm never going to be nice to you about this. <laughs> anyway, are you ready for... To rumble. Alcohol news of the week. I have a great story for you this week. Are you I ready? am so ready. You've built this up so much this week and i'm ready i'm so excited okay it's a very interesting story so this is not like my standard really random funny ones where people are found in a puddle or like dying in the congo yeah built up by the spoons (laughs) (laughs) none of those so i got very invested in this story so landlord Mm -hmm. buys a pub while at rock bottom finds himself sitting on a liquid gold mine that is the headline Right. Okay. Are you ready? So, a landlord who took on a pub and expected a huge bill to sort out the water supply found he was sitting on the liquid gold mine. So, Doran, who is 49, he may not be 49 anymore, he may have had a birthday since, but he bought the Crag Inn near Macclesfield in 2016 after divorcing his wife and at that time felt like he was at rock bottom, understandably. Not long after taking on a small country pub, he had to get the water tested as part of his annual inspection to make sure that it was safe for uh-huh. the public to drink. Sure. Okay. So he was worried about the cost of this inspection because they had to dig deep. Yeah, they really deep, do deep, when they do those survey things. To double check. Um, but he learned that 27 metres below the pub had some of the purest water in the world. The world. Which, like... The world. <laughs> As in planet Earth. 
The world. The world. <laughs> <laughs> Lana, was it in the world? The world. The world. Oh my god. So seven hundred thousand liters of it, which is enough to fill more than a million bottles a day. Darwin has found himself sitting on basically liquid gold. <gasps> How incredible is that? He's gonna be rich. It's so cool. So he's literally been approached by so many different places. So there's loads of have you ever watched Down to Earth on Netflix? The Zac Efron thing. Obviously. No, but I know you probably have because you love Zac so Efron. My favourite thing is water. Mm. And I love Zac Efron. What? My favourite thing. Do you love do you look crave a glass of water? I love water more than Do you anything. really? I absolutely love water. That's a good place to be, is that? I love it. I'm, right. I'm getting, I'm salivated at the thought of water. How weird is that? <laughs> that is weird. You know, Zac Efron, so... So he, when this programme came out, it was like all my planets. <laughs> <laughs> there was a film, or a, sorry, a documentary on Netflix that had Zac Efron and a full show episode about water. I know, because that's the picture Loved that comes it. up on Netflix homepage whenever that's shown oh. of him just like standing topless in a water thing. A pool. Um, I don't remember the episode of him being topless. I'm sure you do, Lorna. So unless that was a different episode that you are thinking about. Unless that was However, on one of the websites I was looking at. In this documentary, they do talk about the different, like, there's a, there's that, you know, like they've got, what do you call them, then people that do wine. Sommeliers. Yeah, them. Can't say that word. Yeah. There's one for water. What are they called? I don't know if they have the same name or a different one. But there is one for water. A water sommelier? Yeah, you will Google okay, it. Okay, I will. Google. Let me have a drink. They're called a water sommelier. Yeah, yeah, so they exist, right? And they go through the different, like, I suppose, pH and acidity or whatever sure. it is of it. And the minerals and the different types of minerals that are in each drink. Oh my God. And I was like, wow, it's quite interesting. So I was quite intrigued by this. Fuck off, Lorna. I'm not having this. <laughs> Do you stand like at the tap at home and swirl it around your mouth like, mm. No, I don't, I don't do it. No, because I just, it's, just, it's just good old Yorkshire water, that. Famously with some of the best water. I got into an argument with someone at uni about this. Yorkshire water? Yeah, because they were like, I'm sorry, but the water is so much nicer in Manchester. And I was like... Fuck off. Yeah, it's hard water. This was my... This was, <laughs> It's like, all right, how is it with your lime scale? I got yeah. <laughs> yeah, jog on, pal. Hard water in Manchester. You don't have a Yorkshire liquid. I got so cross. Oh, I would do too. The, the bare-faced audacity goal and cheek of saying, oh, God, it's not as nice as in Manchester. Are you fucking okay in the head? You've just got used to that then. You've got used to death. And we've got the... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Life. The life. Um, so, because of all these things, so I went to that um, documentary because of how popular it is and how, like, this place I went to where the test. You water. went to that documentary because <laughs> of Zac Efron and no other reason. No, absolutely not. I went because of the water story. You are such a liar. Why would I bring Zac Efron up about a pub in Macclesfield? I wouldn't. Would I? No. So. If you think about a ha- uh, actual wine, say that word for me, sommelier. Sommelier. Can't do it. Um, a wine one. They're quite. It's quite a fancy job, that. Yeah, it is. Well paid, I'd assume. It's that guy on Saturday Kitchen. Fancy, uh, yeah. 
and you know a lot about them and you save probably high expensive things. Yeah, and they do wine. that weird thing where they go. I want to go to a wine tasting and learn that. I went to a wine tasting with my mum in Florence. Mm-hmm. And we were the most common people standard on that coach compared to everyone else there because they were like there for the wine tasting and we were there to just get pissed because it was all free and you were gonna say that so we everyone was like such divine wine and we're stumbling back to the coach pissed as fast oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> that's what you need though you don't waste your money absolutely it's getting his money worth and the woman next to us was like and then my mum did your mum ever do this Renewing your family, because my mum and my auntie do this all the time, where they'll make, like... So this was just before I went to uni, so my mum was like, oh, yeah, it's my son. We're just having a holiday together. We've got such a good relationship. To this other mother from, like, wherever, down south somewhere, we we just get on really well. And, uh, you know, he's going to he's going to study law and, and French. And then this other woman, oh, yeah, well, my Clara, she's going to study as well. She's going to, you know... Um, whatever university and uh, she, we also get on really well I think we're like best friends yeah well actually you know it's Adam and I we're actually more than best friends we're like you know we're just we're just really like in sync with one another it's, you know, I don't think my mum would ever say anything like that about me but she might say it about my brother oh really it was like a weird like me and pissing contest I moved out 100% all right, okay, that's me and my dad. But it was just like a pissing contest, and my mum was basically... And by the end of this pissing contest, you might as well have thought I was Judge fucking Rinder. You know? I mean... <laughs> I think there's higher places you can get to the Judge Rinder. <laughs> no, but it was... <laughs> <laughs> like, the Queen also, but no, no, Judge Rinder. But it was like, he's studying law. Oh, yeah, he's going to be a barrister. Oh, yeah, and then she's like, he writes the laws himself. You know, it was just, she just kept, like, yeah, make, bragging. Yeah, and it, get, it was ridiculous. Brilliant. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> because all these people, obviously, if you think about the wine and what people say and you doing all these tours, then people actually do the same mm. for water. No, they do not. They do, and people, from what I've seen on this wonderful Who are these weirdos? Um, I'd do it. Right, well, I've never heard of this before in my life, people going on water tasting, but more power to them. Yeah, it's fabulous. Well, cause you you love, need to get into it. You live for water. I love water. I love Pepsi Max. That's true. So Doran has um, actually been approached by a boutique US drinks manufacturer that sells high-end mineral water for wealthy clients for oh. up to £109 a bottle. I'm in shock. £109 a bottle. People have too much money. People have too much money. That is too much money. For water. 109. What could you do with 109 quid? Should we start bottling up Yorkshire water? And... Have you seen that episode of Only Fools and Horses? It was the first thing that came no. into my mind when you mentioned this. So Rodney and Del Boy think that they found essentially what this is happening to Doran under his pub. And so they call it Peckham Spring and it's like a get rich quick scheme and they start bottling it up and it's just a, it's just a burst pipe. So they're just selling tap water. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'll have to watch it. Has he, has he taken him up on the offer then, this boutique company? No, he's, um, he's opted to run his own eco-friendly um, small-scale operation from the pub. Oh, good for um, him. But he's regularly receiving calls from India, China, the US, further afield, looking to import this Leeds. water. Leeds. it. Oss it. <laughs> so, Adam, I have a wonderful treat for you today. Oh, dear. 
we are going to sample <gasps> some of this fantastic water. I'm excited. The cragging, I love both this. still on sparkling. Okay. Before we have a little chat with Doran. We're going to have a chat with him. We're going to have a little chat. I love this. Are you I, ready? I am really ready. It's going to yeah. be so exciting. It is, right? Well. Let's crack those bottles open. And be right back. Hello. Thanks for joining us on Vocabulary, Doran. How are you today? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. We very much appreciate you being here. Um, so we've already just given our listeners a little bit of um, uh, the story of where Cragwater came from. But if you want to tell us in your own words, how did this all begin? It, well, it all began, like all good things, by complete accident. Um, I had never intended to be bottling water. <laughs> I was unaware of the water. So when I bought the pub, um, I was getting divorced and um, the pub was 900 metres away from our family home. I was working in New York at the time, commuting, two weeks here, two weeks there, and I kind of bought the pub thinking it would just be a nice, pretty place to live, and and I knew it was struggling because the previous owners had told me that for the last 10 years, they, whilst they were trying to sell it, it, it had been really, really, really tough, and um, you know they warned me, they were honest about it, so I knew what I was buying, but I thought I'd give it 12 months before I make any decisions. I put a decent POS system in so I could record all the data. And I kind of thought, you know, the worst case scenario, the absolute worst case scenario is the pub fails, but it's a beautiful place to live. And that's kind of why I bought it. Yeah. And if I hadn't been, if I wasn't getting divorced, I I wouldn't have bought the pub. And it's probably that that simple. Um, So when I bought it, because it's a 300 year old building, um, the place, it's not falling apart, but you just, it constantly needs money like all old buildings do. So I thought I'd start building mm. a maintenance spreadsheet on the work, on the property, start prioritizing works. And I realized um, quite early on that because we're a public house and we have our own private water supply, we have to undergo testing every year to make sure the water's safe for public consumption. Um, and, that, and that's all I knew. So I invited the people around that tested the water. And I remember approaching the meeting thinking this is going to cost me 10 grand. I remember that feeling. Because everything around in this building kind of costs 10 grand, roughly. doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's 10, 10 grand. grand. <laughs> so I invited Blair Walter around. Uh, Richard Taylor's the owner. He came around uh, October 17. And he walked through the door. And before he even sat down, the very first thing he said to me was, do you know how good your water is, mate? And I went, no. And he said, I told Ian and Janet for 20 years they should be bottling it and selling it. And they ignored me. And I went, you what? <laughs> and he went, yeah. I said, how do you know the water's so good? He said, because I'm a scientist, I've been drilling water all over the world for 40 years, and it's the best water I've ever drilled by a mile. And I went, I was just shocked, right? Actually, when I talk about the story now, I still find it shocking, but um, that was kind of the yeah. reality. So I, said, I said, how much water are you talking about? And, and at the time, he thought it was about 60,000 litres a day. We now know it's a lot more. Um, but I was like, all right. Wow. So to what happens next? And he said, you'll have to get it accredited and tested. It will take a year. It will cost five grand. And at the end of that, I can prove to you whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. But until then, it's just my opinion. So then there was a 12-month period before um, before I knew whether the water was any good or not. And because I was spending a lot of time in airports and airplanes, I kind of started thinking, you know, if what Richard was saying was true, what would I want to do with it? And because of where I was at the time, um, in my life, probably kind of well, the lowest point I've ever been in my life, going through the divorce and um, just really, really mm. hard. And 
And then suddenly I'm looking at this amazing opportunity that's come out of nowhere and, and it made me smile and it made me happy and it made me excited. And I was so low that that, that feeling yeah. of being excited was so needed at the time. So I thought that if what Richard Taylor said was true, I would make sure that everything we do as a business from this point on will be taking the environment into account as the number one driving factor in every decision that we make as a business. And that led me to think that why not reuse glass bottles? Why are we recycling bottles and thinking that's environmentally friendly and green when in effect, all you mm -hmm. have to do is rinse a bottle and you can use it for a hundred years. Instead, we consider yeah. recycling to be a green thing, which is using a bottle once, putting in a grey bin, it gets crushed and turned back into what it was. And that to me just seemed crazy. And then um, February 2018, I was at New York Fashion Week at the time um, with work. And um, Richard rang me up and he said, I've got the results. And I went, okay. And he starts reeling off numbers, pH, calcium, magnesium. And I'm like, Richard, it doesn't mean anything to me. Stop. He went, okay, Doran, trust me. And I went, go on. He said, hand you notice in right now, sell everything you own, get yourself back here, borrow everything you can borrow and start bottling this water because it will fly. That must have been a bit of a, a scary thought at the time. Yeah, but you know that feeling of joy when, when, I, you know, when we talk about it and it, when I was telling you about it, it yeah. made you smile, yeah? And that, that smile, happy emotion was far more powerful than yeah. money. Yeah, definitely. I went into it thinking water was water. I had no appreciation. Um, and then having been bottled water now, bottling water now for three and a half years, it's absolutely baffling to me now how we consider that the most important liquid on the planet for human beings is just classified as water and we don't give it any uh, appreciation or any special treatment at all. We just consider water to be water and it's completely misleading and it's completely untrue. And I'm now at a stage mm. where I'm trying to work out why why are we doing that? Why are we just classifying water as water? I mean, I bet it is. I remember there was um, a program I watched on Netflix, I can't even remember the name of it now, where they went through um, a lot of the different things. It was only one episode, but there was so much information around all the different like types of water and yeah. pH levels and what each one does for you for your body and how they and I was like like I could have probably listened to a full series on it there was that much information it like blew my mind was that Zac Efron on Netflix yes he was that's yes. what it was yes. yes okay so the guy <laughs> yeah. the sommelier and I was like, wow. who, who did the tasting there his name's Martin Risa and he runs an organization with his business partner called Dr yeah. Michael Masher called the Fine Water Society and that's who I'm certifying through at the moment. It's through Martin and Michael Masher. Oh, wow. Who have been really, really supportive. But in a nutshell, the way it works is the words natural, mineral and spring in the UK are controlled by trading standards and are regulated and controlled. Any bottle of water that you buy that doesn't say natural, mineral or spring on it is more than likely not genuine. For instance, smart water. It tells you on the label that it's vaporized tap water. It's not natural, it's processed, as opposed to natural mineral or spring waters, which are organic. They come from the ground, untouched by man, and they go into the bottle, and they're all different because of the geology that the water filters through. So because of the media storm that happened end of September, we've now opened a water bar, which is behind me, and we're doing water tastings, and we're getting yes. water tourists yeah. in every day. 
people who seem to be really interested in water. Yeah. And... and they, I think as well, um, once, obviously, the world opens up again, um, you'll be very busy in your water bar because I bet there's lots of people that would love to come, you know, sample it, learn a lot of things. It's just like, it's like you're a new tourist attraction. Yeah, well, that's like what we a are a museum of water. Yeah, no, that's it. We now are yeah. a destination. It's if, the first so, water bar in the UK. Is there some others around the world? Um, there are, okay, so... Posh restaurants and, and top-end restaurants all have water menus now. And, that, oh, right, and then it's yeah. about pairing water and food. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy, but I could do a water tasting for you and match it with certain foods, and it would blow your mind how water can affect the taste of your food. It's almost like magic. It's really, really fascinating. Um, so I, there probably are water bars around the world, but I know that in the UK, in Selfridges in London, they have a water cocktail bar but not a water bar just selling bottles of water and explaining and doing tastings. So that's all on the back of yeah. this crazy adventure that started by complete accident. Yeah, no, that's, it's just gone from... I don't think you could have ever predicted that in a million years. <laughs> I'm going to buy a pub and open a water bar. That well, would have never years been ago, a prediction. <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing as a water sommelier. I didn't know there was such a thing as a water menu. Yeah. I didn't, well, understand, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand the differences between municipal tap water, which is basically processed tap water, the equivalent of processed food, and then natural mineral and spring water, the, almost the equivalent of organic food, untouched by man. Nature uh, is allowed to, 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 to do its magic. And at the end of it, you've got a, a beautiful produce, but you can't compare it to process. Yeah, it's fantastic. Lots, lots to learn. I can't wait to come visit. <laughs> I can't wait to have you. You'd be amazed. Um, do you have any plans or visions for the future of the company? Because I know a lot of um, like bars and like breweries do obviously a lot of brewing with very, I suppose, natural waters. And we wondered if you ever considered trying to brew your own beer with your own water. Really good question. We're doing that as we speak. Are you familiar with Winkle Brewery? I've heard of them, yes. That's the next village along from where we are. And Winkle are doing a batch at the moment of ale using our water. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah, because we don't know at the moment how much of a difference or an impact the water is going to have on beer and ale. Um, I think we know with spirits that, it, that it's critical. But with beer and ale, I, I'm not sure. So we, we, we're going to do the experiment and, and then we'll find out. I know for sure. My other question was <laughs> owning a pub. What's your favourite drink? But I now know that you're teetotal, but you can still have a favourite drink. Now, I'm assuming your favourite drink now is water. What was it beforehand? Well, I've never drunk. That's the thing. So I've never drunk alcohol. And I'm sorry to sound like a weirdo, everybody. Yeah, but what was, but did you have a favourite soft drink? You know, lemonade's yeah, a drink. Yeah, Cherryade. Squash? No, no, oh, it's no, always been water. Oh, always wonderful. been water, but without any appreciation or understanding of what I'm drinking. I absolutely love water. Do you? Yeah. I mean, Have... not because I know everything, but I always, I mean, I just love water. People are always like, but it's just mm -hmm. so plain and boring. I was like, I, mm -hmm. no, it isn't. <laughs> I always think I've been saying it for years and people used to laugh at me at work. I'd go, it's my favourite thing. What do you right. mean? Is that, you well, need to... name something that's better than water. <laughs> Behind me, Lorna, there are probably 30 different bottles of water that all taste completely differently, um, completely different mouthfeel, yeah. completely different sensation, 
and it's all about the minerality. It's not about the pH. It's not so important. It's the mineral composition and, and the way the minerals are interacting, which gives the mouthfeel and the flavour to the water. So if you come here and you love water, you will be blown away. Yeah, I think everybody definitely needs to come visit you, try your water 100%. Um, but yes, I mean, thank you so much for today. Um, and hopefully through this, our listeners will want to learn more about water as well as all of the cocktails we tell them about. Brilliant. Um, but thank you so much for today. Pleasure. I've learned a lot more. And I can't wait to come and visit you and learn even more. Brilliant. Thanks, Lorna. Thank you very much. Take care. I just want to say, um, I think both of us want to say thank you for, you know, for coming onto the podcast. It, yeah, it thanks. Does, you know, it does mean a lot of supporting us. We are a small little podcast, but we've got big dreams. As we, we say often, we're going to be on the BBC. <laughs> big dreams. And I'm, so, I'm sure Don had big dreams when he opened his pub and didn't think he'd get this far. No, that was really, really fun experience. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Woo! Right, into the history then. Are you then. ready for the history of the Spa 75? Yes, I am. Are you ready? Okay. So, Spice it comes 43. from the French. <gasps> Les Français. And um, what is French for 75, Adam? Soixante-quinze. Because I knew I wouldn't say that right. <laughs> <laughs> I have it written down. So, I'm going to keep pointing to you, you and say, I want you to say... Soixante-quinze. <laughs> Soxante <laughs> Quincy <laughs> Again please Adam Soixante quinze Thank you um, I was going to make up a lie but I can't do it Because I'm just not that person <laughs> So it's actually a twist On the French um, cocktail Which is the French 75 um, So there's no history either Well you could have made up a history well, I did. I wrote the word bread down. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> My brain went by. Do something about French and bread. Write the word bread down. Du pain. And then I just couldn't do it. Oh well. I just, I just can't lie. Sorry. I can. Do you want me to make up a story? No. I'll let me just tell you the actual story of the French seventy-five instead, which this is just a Christmassy spin-off. Okay. Sure. Okay. So, the spice seventy-five. Is a rum champagne extravaganza Ooh. from the people at James Street South, and it's a twi- twist on the French seventy-five. Okay, so that's the amount of history you get. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, fair enough. Extravaganza from the people at James Street South. So, let me tell you about the French seventy-five then. So, the French seventy-five is a cocktail made from gin, mm-hmm. champagne, mm-hmm. lemon juice, and sugar. Mm-hmm. It's also called seventy-five cocktail. Or in French, simply... Soixante-cinq cans. Oh. <laughs> I nearly said 65. The shame, the shame. <laughs> Soixante-cans. Because they say 60-15. 60-15, really? 60-15, yeah. The French numbers are wild. Really wild. So they'll say like 61, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 60, 11, 60, 12, 60, 13, 60, 14, 60, 15. I feel like, did I know that? Well, do you know how they say did 99? I get, did I get taught that? 420 is 10-9. <laughs> <laughs> what? So instead of saying 99, like, like for example, German, it's just 99, 99. French, 99, 420 is 10-9. That's insane. It is insane. That is insane. It is insane. That's like they've not moved on from Roman numerals. Yeah, it's wild. I don't, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's bonkers. Anyway. So the drink dates to the World War One. 
The um, World War One. The World War One. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and an early form was created in 1915 at the New York Bar in Paris. Okay. Later, Harry's New York Bar okay. by barman Harry McElhorn. McElhorn. <laughs> the combination was said to have such a kick that it felt like being shelled with the powerful French 75mm field gun. Oh, uh, right, okay. That's where the French What a delightful origin <laughs> story. The field gun. Yeah. Lush. Feels like being shelled by a gun. So, this one might also make you feel like being shelled by a gun with a bit of spice. Bit of spice on the set. Bit of spice. I thought you said oh, drug spice then. No, no drugs. And then I've just got the word bread on my nose <laughs> when I was going to make up a big but lie. In my mind, gin's not very French. I just said like cognac. Or something. Well, it just says gin, champagne, lemon juice, and sugar. Where is oh, this well, one champagne. we've got? There we are. Is rum, champagne, and sugar, right. and lime juice, and lime juice. Mm. So it's like, yeah, as you say, a twist. So essentially, we're having a. Well, so I've just googled French seventy-five because I wanted to know a little bit more. Yeah. And someone has asked, "What does a French seventy-five say about you?" Oh, you're a posh. It says you're declaring your intention to party. Oh. So do you, are you declaring your intention to party? party. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm Let's a, get ready to so party. So if, if I'm having a spicy 75, what am I declaring? I'm spicy. You're spicy. Spicy. Epice 75. What? Spice 75. Epice. 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 Spice. Did you enjoy the... Um, Voice note that me and Elise. That was so weird because I thought it was you. (laughs) So I got a voice note, everybody, a few days ago, a few weeks ago now, maybe, of someone speaking French. And I thought it was Lorna. I was like, oh my God. She's She's come a long way. I was like, oh, she's been hitting the Duolingo. (laughs) (laughs) It was an actual French woman. Well, it's time that we now go oh, make the cocktail and take a break. Au revoir. Au revoir. We have returned. We have returned. From the dead. <laughs> um, so, interesting one this time. So this particular... What's wrong with your face? This bit, oh, you can't even drink. Oh, nightmare. Oh, this is going to go wrong. Oh, I don't feel... I'm using oh, this, the Fisher Price booklet. No, this looks horrendous. The Fisher chair Price, feel- does that exist still? It does, yeah. Fisher Price. It's not. I the don't feel like that, that even says it, anything to do with Fisher Price on it. On the back, okay. Uh, <laughs> right, so we have just made the Sabas 75, which is quite more intricate than a normal drink. Yes, it is indeed. You don't just pour indeed. them into a glass. So you've got to put. Um, now, the recipe online makes a drink for five people. Because it's a festive drink to be shared f- with family at the festive holiday times. Perfection. Well done, Adam. That's so correct. So, the ingredients <laughs> for... Fa- <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm Please so leave that in. I wish everybody could see your face because you were so shocked. Oh, I'm so sorry. By your... My, my burping. Your actions. Okay, I'm so I'm sorry. gel. Very gel about that. Um, anyway. I feel free. So, as we said, five people. Um, so, the ingredients then, which we have divided to create a selection of two as opposed to five. Yes. Uh, 
60 grams of golden caster sugar, 60 grams. one tablespoon of allspice, 200 milliliters of rum, 90 milliliters of lime juice, and 600 milliliters of champagne, which is where we change the spice 75 to the spice 43 because we've used Prosecco because we're not rich yet. No. Yet. And then orange twist to garnish. I had... So I didn't help with the drink at all yet again. I just watch. However, I said to Lorna... I shall do the orange peel. Let me get the peeler out the drawer. Oh my God, I just massacred an orange and it was not good. It was just like, it was like watching a monkey with a rock, to be honest. <laughs> you know, and I, I was like, well, this will be easy. Look at this. My, like he's like hanging over the, the edge of my better. glass like a floppy cock. Have you seen this? Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> Look at it. It's flaccid as fuck. Oh no, it's on my laptop now. Well... It's flaccid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> great, great description. So, the recipe that we followed again was on BBC Good Food. It's one of our favourite websites. I love the BBC. Um, this particular one is a recipe for five drinks. Five drinks? Not just the one. And Not why is that, one. Adam? Because it's the festive season, Lorna. Festive and people season. drink festive drinks at the festive season with their festive family members. In groups. In groups of people. Exactly. So. Unless you live alone, in which case, I'm so sorry. Drink all five yourself. Drink all five yourself. Have a merry old time. So, the ingredients for five people, we have obviously just made two, so we have done a little bit of calculation. Yes, I say we, I. It was Lorna. Um, <laughs> ah, again, for five people. 60 grams of golden caster sugar. 60. One tablespoon of allspice, 20 milliliters of rum, 90 milliliters of lime juice, lime juice. and 600 milliliters of champagne, champagne, which is a spice 75. We've made the spice 43 by substituting champagne for Prosecco. And then a cheeky orange twist. <laughs> Flaccid as fuck. Flaccid as fuck. Absolutely vile. Anyway, so to I make th- this, sorry. oh, go on, what were you going to do? I was going to talk about that Viagra advert that is hilarious. <laughs> the one where they fall out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get over that. It's like such a dramatic retelling so of impotence. so dramatic. I know. Like, so does she like, roll, does he like look under the covers and he's like, oh no, no and then she like rolls away. No, he moves to her, the kiss, and then he moves away, so you don't know what's happened. <laughs> then she falls out of the bed and they start texting each other while like falling into the abyss, like just having a little text. It's like, like, it's not that we deep. We can do it, we can work this out, let me take some Viagra. And then they fall back into bed, but she literally is floating in space. <sighs> they are both floating in space, texting each other because he doesn't have an erection. It's so funny. I love those adverts. Like, um, have you seen the? I don't know what mattress it is, but it's it's just like because you do more than just sleep in yeah. bed. Uh- and then, it, but then, but then it shows like the giant wooden contraption. It's like a giant wooden ass, and they're just like pounding it into the bed. I'm like, what do you think the great people of Britain are doing? Well, because well, mind you, that Alice Levine documentary on Channel Four. Have you yeah, been watching I that? Have, no, I haven't watched it. At it is all. appalling. It is appalling what people are doing behind closed doors in this country. It is appalling. It is appalling. It is appalling. <laughs> it is appalling. <laughs> These the, there was just one couple. I'm going to just tell you this, one couple who were like doing cam work, and you know what? If however you want to get your money, not judging, no shame. 
But they had Alice Levine, poor woman, she was just sitting in the corner of their bedroom on the floor with a glass of water by the wardrobe, watching them go at it. With a glass of water? She was just Stop sipping on it. she was just sipping on the water and famously you'd have loved that. <laughs> So Minus she, <laughs> the sex act. It won't have been as great as Crag's uh, Spring. No, not at all. But this couple were just like going at it, like toys everywhere, cameras on, lights on them. And then at the end, Alice says, all right, so I can understand, you know, that this is your source of income. They've been at it for like two hours. How much did you make from that session? £40. Fuck that. So, fuck off. What are you doing? At that point, You no. just, it's just because you want to do it. yeah. You're not earning... No, and don't, you'd don't, do that if you were earning thousands Thousands and thousands and thousands, yeah. I mean, it's just outrageous. 40 quid? 40 of your English pounds. 40. That's not even anywhere near enough to fill up a tank of petrol these days. <laughs> Bloody well, is it? <laughs> not after you've driven around for four hours trying to find ice and petrol. I had to go all the way over to the dark, shadowy lands of Pudsey to get my the petrol. dark, shadowy lands <laughs> of told Pudsey. Of Pudsey. Anyway, the Alcoats, uh, Marks and Spencers, which famously we sang there as part of the school choir. Do you remember? I remember that fondly, yeah. And we all got a Harry Potter pencil case that was metal. Yes, we did. That little tin pencil case. Yeah. I loved that. Um, this became a family drama, though, because my grandma made the flagrant and very unfair accusation that by supporting me in my choral endeavours... At this Asda Pudsey, by singing along loudly, she lost her voice forever. And she used to berate me. She, I had, Yeah, I had a beautiful singing voice until I went to go support you at that Marks and Spencer's. No. My like, grandma, it's not my fault. Like, yes, it was. I, you've ruined my voice. Until the day she died. <laughs> it was outrageous. That's so funny. I was like, I'm there like, How whatever dramatic. we were singing. What were we singing? I have no idea. I do not remember. I feel like, was it Robbie Williams? Probably. <laughs> Why, is it? Why do I feel like it was Robbie Williams? She she used to try and make us sing, like, um, hip songs. Was this the same person that did this? Miss Clarkson Jones. Yeah, because I was talking about the other day, how we, well, me and Beth were talking the other day, how um, we used to sing Year 3000, and Joe got kicked out because he laughed at triple breasted women. <laughs> <laughs> triple breasted women. <laughs> kicked out. Yeah, well, it was it was around the same Which time as well. Which is a bit wild to be singing anyway. I remember Jake uh, singing and thinking it was hilarious. And I remember at the time thinking this is undeveloped humour because <laughs> I was a dickhead and got bullied, rightly so. Because he, <laughs> he said, oh, I don't sing The Tide Is High, you know, the Atomic Kitten song. I sing The Tide Is Low and I'm Letting Go. And people were creased. And I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> the lyrics are, the tide is high. And I'm holding on. And I'm holding on. <laughs> the tide is low and I'm letting go. And not the lyrics. It's not a funny joke. You've just made it opposite. And then I got called a freak and got kicked. <laughs> the tide is low and no, I'm don't, letting go. <laughs> I've held on to that for years. It feels good to let it out. I feel like you've told this already before because this is not the first time I've heard this. Oh, is he not? I'm really angry about it because it's not funny. Like I'm nearly 29. I've got like I'm running my own life, and I'm still I'm not past it. It's just not funny though. Anyway, comment on the Instagram if you think it's funny. Because people weren't laughing at your jokes. 
And everyone laughed at him. I think you'll find people were always laughing at my jokes. Well, they were always laughing at me. I just assumed it was the jokes. (laughs) Back to the recipe. So, after all those ingredients, if you can remember them, if not, please visit BBC Good Food. Yeah. But it was quite a lengthy process. Compared to some other cocktails. But like, it's not, it doesn't take that long. You had long. to whack out a saucepan from the cupboard. But you had to whack out a saucepan. So you put the caster sugar, water, and a tablespoon of allspice in a pan. And you cook gently until it has dissolved. Um, and then you leave it to cool. You then pour the mixture in the shaker with the rum and the lime juice. And then you shake and strain into glass flutes. Now, the first step, once you've put it all in the um, pan and then cooled it... It says that you need to sieve it, and we thought, <laughs> nah, looks well. It looks. Uh, fuck you, recipe and it instructions. Does, why would you need to do that? It doesn't look like you need to sieve it at all. It's Mine absolutely fine. Looks like it's got so coffee grounds it. in the bottom. Did it change his mind? So I have restrained mine since. I have not. It does suggest you do it with the coffee filter, which we didn't have. Um, so we've done. Um, I've done a layer of kitchen paper instead. Adams has not been sieved. There is a difference. Mine is a lot clearer and Adam has a lot of like sediment at the bottom. Mm. Um, however, I strained mine after pouring the Prosecco on, so we may have a different fizz level from that. Yeah, I um, think so. But we'll take that in mind when we're doing our ratings that yours may be bitty, mine may, may be a little bit less fizzy. Bitty. We'll take it in in mind. Yeah, of course we will. I think that, that's only basic. fair. Um but it does look better sieved, so I definitely recommend sieving it. Yeah, you have to. Um, so, are you ready to do a little taste test? I am indeed. Shall I count you in now? I don't know what this Saxony is for. It's not Welsh. Are you all right? <laughs> I don't know. Do you need some help? Do you want us to pause the podcast? Are you ready? For love. Five. Yes, I am. Three. Oh. Oh, yeah. Four. Three. Oh, five, three, four. Seven. Two. Nine. One. Forty-three. It tastes like Christmas. It tastes like Christmas. It tastes like Christmas. Oh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. It's actually the first of October, so we're living our festive best. This is like Jules Holland's hooting, honey. My sock's falling off. I'm feeling festive. Sparkling mould cidery. Yes, it's very mould. Very mould. It's like a mulled prosecco. I think that'd sell well places, you know. Because mm. people get mulled cider and mulled wine at Christmas, don't they? Well, it's now time to move on then to our ratings. Re- ratings. And we have a fantastic rating system. I'm going to explain it to you now. So, Lorna and I, uh, we rate every single drink with our fantastic, unbeatable, world leading, world renowned rating system out of 15. There are three different categories within this overall score of 15. The first one is the taste. How does it taste out of five? Then we think about its aesthetics. How does it look out of five? And then finally, how likely are we to order this in a bar out of five? Thus, giving us a final score each out of 15. So we're going to start straight away with the taste today. Uh, Lorna, out of five... How would you rate the taste of the spice 75? Now, I feel like I need to take into consideration the seasons. Let me just have another sip. Because I do like it, but it's very specific to Christmas. Okay. So I'd only want it at Christmas. Oh, yes. But then I also don't know if I prefer a mulled wine over this. 
Well, yeah, let me have another taste and think what's you I think. I don't know if the the lime and the prosecco, if it's kicking me a bit too much, so I wouldn't have many, whereas a mulled wine, I could probably have a couple. Mm. Warming of the cockles. I think I'm going to go for a 3.6. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 4.2. Look at this. Oh, series one. Got <laughs> shirty about my decimals. Series two brings them in, doesn't it? Brings but them Lonnie, in. you've inspired me. So inspirational. You are an influencer. So inspirational. Okay. So, how likely are you to buy this in a bar? I think in a Christmas festive period, probably quite high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. What but, do you What do you think? Well, I'm, it's hard because am I rating it in a festive period or am I rating no. it in general? Because mm. um, I'm not going to get part this. Part of me in still July. feels like between the between the mulled wine and a, and this, I'm going to pick one or other. I'm going to go with a two point three. I'm going to go. I was thinking two point five because I'm d- I'm straight down the middle, depending on yeah. like a lot of factors. But I do like it. We so aesthetically, straight. what do you think about it? Um. It looks, it looked better once we'd strained it. Yeah, it did. Before we strained it, it looked looks like muddy water. Yeah. No, it looks better once you've strained it. It Um, looks a lot more clarified. And it looks quite, it looks quite quite posh once it's been strained. It does. I I completely agree with you. I'm going to go with um, 4.5. I thought we were going to have the same. I'm thinking 4.3. Oh, I didn't really know where to go, to be honest. I did struggle with that idea. <laughs> okay, okay, let me do a quick addition there. You can talk to the listeners. Lorna's adding up. She's looking furrowed brow. I'm assuming on LibreOffice. Of course. We are not yeah. sponsored by LibreOffice, but if there are any executives listening at any time in the future and you would like us to sponsor LibreOffice, please do. We need the money. We need an exit strategy from our boring nine-to-fives. We want to become full-time podcasters. This could be our future, and you could help us along the way. So, again, a plea to any executives from LibreOffice. Please do get in touch. We will absolutely be (laughs) brand ambassadors and be amenable to a brand deal. (laughs) Amenable. Buy LibreOffice now using our promo code Vodcabulary. Promo code Vodcabulary. It's not. It's not real, guys. So, overall, you have given the spice forty-three, an eleven out of fifteen. Yep, seems I have legit. provided it with a ten point four out of fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, we're at a ten point seven. That seems fair Pretty to me. Pretty high. <laughs> Pretty high. Lana's always high at the end of an episode. Woo. Bless her. Yeah, completely agree. Mm. Well, and thus ends it. another podcast, another cocktail. So you can find us in all moments of life on the Vocabulary Pod on Instagram. So please give us a little follow. Send us a little message. We'll give you a shout out 100%. We will. Um, and also give us five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. Please. And we shall be eternally grateful. But until next time... I've been Lorna. <laughs> oh, I've been Adam back to the original episodes. 
And we are Vodcabulary. See you next week. Bye.